0: I get energy out of doing what I'm meant to be doing. My meat is to do the will of Him who sent me. My nourishment comes, my energy comes from actually doing the right kind of stuff. So if you're feeling like you're fatigued and de-energized, it's probably because you're not doing the, the core thing that Jesus has put on the inside of you. All right. So let me just uh, I, I preach for a little while, and and I want to morph it into prophesying uh, into your future. So those are the three areas that I want to talk to you about tonight. You see, 1 Corinthians 14, 31 says you can all prophesy. So number one, prophesy to yourself every day of your life. When you wake up in the morning, say, today is going to be a great day. Speak it. Say, I'm feeling great. My body's healthy. My mind is clear. God loves me. He's walking with me. Prophesy into your world. Speak into your world. Second thing is speak into other people's worlds. You're going to be great. You're going to do an awesome job. You're going to be amazing. And then prophesy into your future. Say, God's going to come through for me on this one. That's one of the greatest statements I can say to myself. Because sometimes I don't think He is. Sometimes I'm worried about whether it's going to work or not. Sometimes I'm upset with God because He doesn't seem like He's answering my prayers. I feel like I'm serving Him, but He won't listen to me. When I, when I ask Him things, I'm like you. Sometimes you've asked God for things and it doesn't work. That's because He's wanting you to live above the situation and learn a different kind of faith. So you say, I can live above this. I can deal with this. You speak to yourself. But then speak into your future and say, this is going to work out for me. Somehow this is all going to work out for me. I want you to change your language so that you're a prophet. So you are a person who changes the world with your words. Mark 11:23 23 says, whoever shall say to this mountain. And here's the thing, you're a whosoever. My first name's whoso. My surname's ever. Mr. Ever, yes. Could you come over here, Whoso? That's who I am, whosoever. That's who you are. You're a whosoever. You're in the whosoever clan. Every one of you. So this doesn't apply to certain people. This doesn't apply just to Stephen Bax because he's such an amazing person. This applies to every single person in the room. Even Cam. It applies to him and him. It applies to every single one of you. doesn't matter if you're tall or short, old or young. Rich or poor, male or female. doesn't matter what background you come from. This applies to you. This is a universal principle. There's not one person in this room that doesn't breathe air. Every single person in this room breathes air. doesn't matter where you're from, how old you are, how young you are, how smart you are. You've got to breathe air. And this is one of those things. This is the same as air. You speak and life happens for you. You prophesy to yourself to others, and to yourself. And if you say to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and do not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things he says will come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. This is Jesus talking to you, the same one who died for you. He's saying, Chris Pace, speak to your future. Speak to others and speak to yourself. And say to any mountain that's in your world, solve your problems with your words. Start speaking to it. We'll get through this. Now, I've found that it doesn't always happen instantly. But if you maintain a constant prophesying in your life about your world around you, you will change it. It will conform to your words. And this is a weird thing that's even understood by people who don't know God. Secular people, people who are atheists even, people who worship other religions and, and gods. And I've read stories of monks, have gone down to a lake that all the water has gone black in it and they've spoken to the water and the water has come clear and they were so surprised by it, they went back and put glasses of water on a bench and started to speak to the glass and said, this glass of water you are ugly, you are terrible, you are awful he said, you are beautiful. You are wonderful. It spoke beautiful words to it. This water from the lake started to go black. This stayed pure. Then they, they put labels. They didn't say anything. They just put a label on it. Terrible, ugly, bad water. And then had, had beautiful, lovely water. Same deal happened. Incredible. Then they st- thought, let's do thoughts. They just started thinking it to these things. Thinking it to the other one. Same deal. Thoughts, labels, words. Extremely powerful. Jesus is not wrong when he says, whatever you say, whoever will say it, you can move a mountain. And so when you, you know, at the the start I said, you know, like, let's get moving. This church is your church. Don't be taking too long to decide what your life's going to be all about. I decided when I was 19. met Jesus said, this is all I'm going to do. I'm committed. And that's where we went. Now, that didn't mean the only thing I was going to do is, is be a preacher, but that was deepest in my heart to do that. And that doesn't mean everybody's going to do that. Whatever you do, though, you need to have that fire burning on the inside of you that you're going to serve God. That's why you're here on a Wednesday night in the middle of the night, you know, like worshiping God and saying, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna serve Him. We're gonna actually build this church." And I would like to think that you will build this church, but you're not thinking, "I'm gonna build it." You, you're the guys who. This is your place. This, this is your church to build. So let's build the thing. Let's let's. Get friends and enemies and everybody in here and bring them to Christ and start making disciples. And as you think, yeah, well, I can can pick up the gauntlet, I can pick up the baton and say, I'm going to run with this thing. I'm going to start a connect group and I'm going to just get a few people along. You might get two, you might get three. That's how you start. That's how I started here with 13 people and Probably only one of them is still around. I mean, they all sort of drifted in and out and around about, and it wasn't easy. And some weeks we'd have nobody new turning up, and we'd go out and drag people in, and gradually we got a roll on. And, and then we started multiplying our connect groups like we've got today. And uh, I got nine going, and then Mark and Bernadette Kelsey, they took over. And I think under them, it grew to about 150 connect groups. So I made them the connect group overseers. It's kind of obvious. So the, the point is that you can, you can make this happen. Now, let me, let me talk to you. Like building the church through prophesying, the weight of your words is determined by the weight of the word in your life. The Word, the Word of God, is inside of you. And you've be meditating on it and you read it. When you speak, you'll have power. So that's just a private devotion practice. That is basic 101 Christianity. That each day you pray and you read your Bible. Each morning, just make yourself do that. I'm going to read... Read the Scripture. And as you read a Scripture, even if you're finding that hard, follow me on Instagram, and I'll send you one with a picture. (laughs) Almost every day. So it's like, do a little devotion on that. Just think about that Scripture. If it's a bit too much to read the Bible without pictures. But the the thing is, (laughs) get a hold of the Bible and let it feed into your heart. And let it excite you. Turn things off that dilute the impact of that. And when the word has a level of depth in you, your words will carry enormous weight. Okay, so uh, Hebrews 10.23 says, Hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering because He is faithful who made the promise. The reason it says hold it fast is because it'll slip away from you. If I ask you today, how many of you confess the Scripture today? I doubt that there's many of you. But this here says, hold fast, the profession. The Greek word is homologia. It means to say the same thing as. Which means you're speaking the Word of God. You're saying what God says. So the greatest things you can prophesy into your world are actually Scripture. Some of you are looking for deliverance from the devil with medication or with therapy or with uh, some other substitute. But you know when Jesus was fighting the devil, you know how he did it? He spoke Scripture. He said, depart from me, for it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. These aren't necessarily positive, faith-building scriptures. They're just weapons. And the Word of God in your mouth is a weapon. And when you learn how to use it to fight the devil, rather than just saying, go away, devil, go away. Use scripture. If Jesus needed to, who do we think we are? That's why it says pick up the sword of the Spirit or take up the sword of the Spirit because we so often drop it. It's lying on the ground. We haven't spoken a scripture all day long. There are some scriptures that you should speak every day of your life. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Some of you get so nervous about your bank account, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, the boss, the family, your health, anything. These bring anxiety. Immediately say, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Speak it to yourself. Take it like like a medicine. And if you get an automatic response that you'll speak the Scripture when you've got negative emotions or negative circumstances, you'll start to reign in life. That's how you rule in life, by speaking Scripture. And it changes your situation. Defeats the devil, builds your faith, and creates a circumstance. Whoever says to this mountain, get out of here, move. Whoever says people are coming into church, people are coming to Christ, People are coming into our connect group. If you haven't started a connect group, say, I'm going to start a connect group. And people are going to come into that connect group. I'm going to lead people to Jesus Christ. People are going to love coming to my connect group. They're going to love listening to my preaching. People are going to love me praying for them. There's going to be 10 people at least straight away who are going to say, I love this connect group. I love coming along. I'm bringing my friends along. I'm going to come back here. I talk about that. I talk like that about you. I talk like that about our whole church. I say, people are just going to love my preaching. Amen. Yes. People are going to love me on television. They're going to find it so hard to turn it off. Yes. All over the world. I created, you, can, you create your world for yourself with your words. I'm going to have tons enough money to do all that I need to do. I go into a finance meeting and there's no money there at all for hardly anything. A lot of the time. I say, I'm going to have tons of money. We'll have it. When we start to do it, we'll have it. So it's a nervy experience living with me or working with us. Sometimes because we will do things that people do not know where any of the cash flow is going to come from. We often do that. But after a while, people get a little more used to it. We actually live in a lot more safety zone now than we used to because we've got a lot of resources, a lot more going on. But when you're stepping out to build a $4 million building with zero in your bank account and all kinds of people against you, all kinds of problems, you really do have to learn how to speak the promises of God and to prophesy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amos 3.3 asks the question, How can two walk together unless they are agreed? You can't walk with God unless you agree with Him. So when he says you're going to be all right, you've got to say, I'm going to be all right. Don't argue with God. Say, no, you don't understand what's going on. This is terrible. This, this guy, this person, this money situation. Don't say it like that. Say, I'm going to have enough. God's with me. God's for me. Don't let sincerity hijack your faith. Don't think you've got to be, be, be so real about your situation that it would be like unreal if you start to get positive about it. And other people will try and say, oh, you're not being real about your circumstances. Get into the real world. You're living in Disneyland. Well, I like Disneyland. (laughs) And I've found that once I start speaking non-real things into my reality, it changes from that reality into a new kind of reality that I am in charge of because it's in my mouth. You know, Joshua 1.8, God said to Joshua, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in, day and night. And then you will make your way prosperous. He was to speak the word of God. It was not to depart from his mouth all day long, speaking the scripture. We'll take this land of Canaan. The promise of God says we've got it. We're going to grow the church. We're going to see people come in. Every time I'm in that prayer meeting, I look out over that forecourt. I see the whole forecourt full of people trying to get into a Sunday morning service. I see them trying to get in, trying to get in. So then we say, we'll have another service. And then that's still full. The cars everywhere, just jammed up all over the place. We've got buses coming down from uh, the uh, Warringah Road. And uh, then I see us in, in the Sydney Football Stadium. I see us out in that Orphans Stadium. I mean, not just for conferences, but for church. Church every week. Just all these huge meetings happening all over the city. And not just in this city. I see it in New York City. I see it in Amsterdam. I see it in London. You and I have got to speak about our future. Don't wait around for it just to come along. It do not work like that. Somebody's got to believe. Somebody's got to be a conductor for the power of God to come into your life. And you can change your world and change yourself and change other people simply by the words you're speaking. Now, you don't need to be all religious and say, oh, the Lord has just told me that you are a wonderful person. You don't need to say it like that. Just say, "Hey, you're a really wonderful person. Just speak in the people's world, those things that will build the church. Prophesying builds the church. Paul said, look, I speak in tongues and I prophesy, but I'd rather prophesy than speak 10,000 words in tongues because when I prophesy, I build the church. People can understand what I'm saying, and I boost them. I'm able to strengthen them with words of faith that come into their soul. And as you do this every day of your life with other people, whether it's note writing, whether it's speaking, whether it's praying with them, and you start boosting them and building the church, you will expand the house of God. That atmosphere of faith is a conductor for the blessing of God. Let the weak say, I am strong. All through Scripture, you will find things are in there that are going to change your life. I, um, I had a list in here of, of things that, uh, that, that I used to say, uh, you know, all the time. But actually, time's running out. I want to keep moving. Anyway, let me, let me say just a last couple of things. Hebrews 4.2, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those that heard it. This is the last thing that I'd say about prophesying. <clears throat> These people heard the gospel. They heard good news. And, and what I'm sharing with you tonight is like good news. It's a life changer. This What I'm talking to you is, you know what some people say is a game changer. It changes everything. And you can change yourself. And some of us need to change ourselves because most of us have got a valley in our life somewhere. We've got a depressed area. Lift up the depressed areas, the Bible says. But you see, the gospel didn't didn't help them because they didn't mix it with belief. They didn't say, yeah, I believe that and I'm going to act on it. I'm going to do it. What I'm saying to you here tonight will do you no good at all unless you actually go and do it. And I like to think that you would do something like at least think about training up to be a connect group leader. And you might be nervous and say, oh, but what if nobody comes? You know, what if I have it?" you know, because, you know, you know I, and, and it's just me and my dog and what do I tell the people? I tried to have a connect group and it didn't work. And that's why a lot of people don't try things because they're nervous about failing. But if you don't have a go, you'll never know. And if you fail, you'll feel bad for a little while, but then you get over it and you'll have another sh- shot. I have failed many, many times at many things. It's very embarrassing. It's really embarrassing because, you know, for me anyway, it's very public. A lot of people know. They're just looking on. You just got to steal up on the inside say, so I'll do this again. Do you know I've found that pretty well every time I try a thing the first time, it doesn't work. Pretty well every time. It's almost like a law. Adam didn't work. Jesus did. <laughs> the first Old Testament didn't work. New one does. It's almost like the first time round. things don't work. I tried to start a church. It was a terrible failure. It was hopeless. My first connect group didn't work. People went to sleep. Even when I was preaching, I'm a good preacher. But in a connect group, it's, it's like, it's difficult to preach. We don't really want people preaching in, with three people in front of you. There's, there's all kinds of things that are waiting for you to have a go at. And, and you don't want to wait until you're 30 because then you'll be ready. You're never going to be ready. I have never been ready for anything God has asked me to do. You get ready once you're doing it. I can tell generally whether a guy's going to be able to start a church or not by the way he drives his car. I jump in the car, a guy says, I'm going to start a church. And he sits, gets in the car and puts a seatbelt on, just the rear vision mirror, gets all that right, just the seat right, and then pushes the start button on the motor and then drives out, I think, he'll never start a church. you got to get going and then get everything organized. <laughs> you start the motor up, go out, put the belt on the way out, just everything, like do the seat while you're going along the road, man. You need action. You cannot get everything just perfectly right before you start. You just can't get it exactly how you want it. And that you know, go right back to our original thing about marriage. That that's so true there too, you know. Nobody's right when they get married. I know some people say all well, the good ones have gone. You should have seen us before we went. <laughs> and so and so it's like just I don't want to go there. It's just a bit boring, isn't it? You know, I do think that uh that the future, though, is incredible with you guys really taking a hold of something like what I'm saying tonight. Change your language and become a prophet. Prophesy to your own self. Prophesy to your, your world, your future, and prophesy to one another. And spend time on that, saying, you know, like, you guys are you do amazing jobs. And point out the good things in people's lives. Fault finding is, is such an idiot way to live. I know people who are quite proud of the fact that they can see what's wrong. Oh, nobody else saw that. I was the only one who saw what was wrong there. Awesome. (laughs) You're amazing. Maybe we all did see it, but we were not prepared to acknowledge it. We wanted to see the good things that were going on. In any company, you'll find that the guy who... He's got the better company. is the guy who goes around with a checkbox, not ticking what's wrong, ticking what's right. That's good, that's good, that's right, that's good, that's right. And point those things out on one another. That's amazing what you're doing there. That's incredible what you've got going on there. And you create a safe environment. And if something needs to be said, it can be said in a way that, you know, it's going to work, not just some judgmental deal.